Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Round of applause for those gals that are making it work. Until they can really allow themselves to be freed. And I, and I said to the UCB, and they're doing a great job. UCB Theater doing a great, let's hear for the UCB Theater. Doing a great job. Doing a great job. And I said, why don't you just send some of them into the men's room? And then they said, because there's only a urinal in there. So listen, if one of you is a hero and knows how to do that, get in there and defeat the others who will remain waiting. Um, I feel like it's just climb up right on top is how you do that as a woman. Do you know what I mean? With the feet. You know, you wouldn't... I don't think it's... I don't think you... I don't think it's tiptoes. I think it's actually standing on it and then lowering. You know, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is I don't think you go up. I think you get on and then you get low. You know what I mean? That's, I'm just trying to talk about how we would do that. Uh, us. How we would do that. Us. These people. Women. Ladies, okay, we're doing great. We're doing great. You have like a 40. You have a 40. You even look like you're both adults. Yeah, fuck yeah, look at you. Still living your dreams. Uh, what's in the third brown paper bag that's even bigger than the 40 bags? Oh, nothing! It was a, I, then you flattened it, but it, looked, it had so much bulk, but then nothing! What if, what if that was like an even slightly larger... Or what if it was just 20 small beers? That would be weird, right? We each have a 40 and then we have 22 ounces. So, it's an additional 40 that we're going to split. We're doing great. What a, this is a fun show tonight. We got a great audience. Nope, you're the audience. We got a great... We got a great audience. We got a great audience. We got a terrific group of comics that are backstage. They can hear you. You can clap for them. Yes. I'm so happy about everybody that's on the show. My hair's a little long, so I apologize. I'm going to be playing with it a lot. It's because I, I don't know what's going on. It's just so flopsy. But my hairstylist, Pony, which is his name, which is why I go to him. Uh, my hairstylist, Pony, can't get me until Thursday, guys. So the side mullet is turning into an all-around mess you know like a real mess and i'm wearing two different color socks and it's not a choice or i'm not quirky uh i just don't i don't know where my other socks are so just doing the best i can they're they're purple and blue fucking close enough what do you want from me sort of on the same palette i had a real desert vacation over the weekend drove out to palm springs like an adult person with a money I didn't have a ton of money, but I did drive out there, and I stayed uh, with uh, with our one of our producers on the show, Rhea Butcher, who, by the way, it was her birthday yesterday, so you can clap for Rhea. And it, Rhea, like, makes the show run here, the, the live show, but it would be remiss, I always feel like I'd be so remiss if I didn't also uh, talk about Ryan McMenamin, who turns this show into a podcast. 
me and recording. It's very impressive, and I love. And if you're so, if you're so, you might be here seeing me live, or you might be listening to me, which is very exciting as well. Is what do I look like? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's photographs on the internet, but I don't know if you know how to spell my name. It's difficult. Cameron Esposito. You probably think it's Carmen, Spanish last name. It's Italian. It's Italian. Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is a podcast. So I'll say a couple things. One is a cool announcement just for the people that are listening at home. Great news. I'm going on a big tour this fall. I'll be uh, opening for Anthony Jeselnik in 19 cities. So I just say that for anybody that's listening, you know, we don't really add anything to the show. We just kind of use the audio from the live show. For anybody that's listening, you should go see Anthony Jeselnik because a tiny opposite of him is going to open the show. <laughs> We have leather jackets in common. <laughs> well, I'm going to open with 20 minutes of tight story jokes about my lesbian life. And then he'll fin- finish with a bunch of one-liners that are about controversial topics. <laughs> such as lesbianism. <laughs> but I'm very excited. We're going to be... so. Uh, also, if you're here and you're traveling to Los Angeles from out of town... You, that's really cool and you, maybe you could see me in another place I'll be wearing either this outfit or a different outfit I don't know, it's the future, I don't know you can't hold me to what I say even if I say I'll be wearing this why would you believe me? I don't plan my life out like that, I'm sweating right now I probably won't ever wear this sweater again on stage so anyway oh, had a great desert vacation they have, they have, uh, they have sand colored lizards out there you know? that's what's crazy about the desert they don't even have green because what would that blend in with? It would blend in with nothing! <laughs> they have sand-colored lizards, and we stayed at an amazing place. I had a wedding bed. I don't know what that means. We rented a place off of Airbnb, and when the hosts were showing us around, they were very nice, lovely hosts. They were like, here's the place you'll be staying, here's the pool, this is the hot tub, this is the wedding bed, and, we were like, and then that, then they were like, and moving on, they just didn't, it was an out, it was an external wooden bed structure in the yard. So, I don't know. But we did use it for laying on. We just laid around. We just laid around. It was fun. I saw my tiny best friend today. That was a real treat. I have a tiny best friend. Um, I have a couple regular sized best friends as well. But I have a tiny best friend because she's six. She's one of my closest friends in the world. She's six years old. And I used to be a nanny and I raised her from a baby into a six-year-old. So about from there to there, I could throw her right up on a urinal and it wouldn't be too far to squat. Um, She's about the size of a urinal, if you could really kind of just a, like a freestanding urinal. That's about her size. She's so cute. Oh, God. She lives in Chicago, which is where I'm from, and where her family was visiting. Yes, yep. Oh, yeah, Bull's hat. Go D-Rose or whatever. I don't know. Um, That's relevant, right? He's still, I don't know. He hurt himself. What a, he should get back in there, right? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I think I nailed that. The only thing I know about the Bulls is that my mom was, like, really into, like, whenever they were in the playoffs, like, Last day, I don't know, whenever, and she would call him all the time and just being like, that Derek Rose, is, he's a good player, but I just really hope his mom calls him because he's got too much money. You know, like, cause just because like, cause she was like, I don't want him to be out in the world without his mom. Just making sure he's okay, and I agree with her. 
Derek Rose's mom, if you're listening, give your son a call. He's got too much money. And he's helping guidance. You should help him and guide him. Uh, also, so I saw my tiny best friend. She's the best. She uh, is so smart and she's like the coolest. She's also really deadpan. She's awesome. She's awesome. Uh, so we're sitting next to each other at lunch today and uh, she like didn't talk to me for the first 20 minutes that I was at lunch with her family. Just because like when you're six, I get it. We haven't seen each other in a minute. That's a large fraction of your life. You know, you're just like, I don't even, who is that? But, you know, like, but then, you know, the rapport was growing and I just kind of waited out. Like, I'm pretty cool customer and a great nanny. So, like, I just kind of laid it out in a couple different ways. Like, her little brother, you know, I was like, give me five. And then he didn't give me five, but he's, you know, because he's two. And then I just turned and held my hand up. Didn't even look at the six-year-old best friend child. And then she slapped the hand. That's how you get the attention of a child that's still on the fence about you. You just say, hey. Get, me, get my back on this. And I'm not going to look at you with my eyes, but I know you're there. And you're a cool kid. You're going to rise to meet this. And she did. And then she, like, the next thing she said, she's like, I'm making a movie. I'm... This is actually 100% how she talks. It's so, she's so, like, put upon all the time. I love it so much. I love her voice. She says, I'm... Like, she's not from here, but her dad is a videographer. So she's, like, familiar with... Um, cameras and stuff, but she was like, I'm making a movie, and the thing is, my dad didn't start making movies till he's ten, so I'm six, so. <laughs> it's about wolves, and Luke and Luke are gonna be in it. They're both gonna be wolves. I'll be a human, though. I'm not super scared of them, because I'm kind of tough. They'll be fighting. <laughs> in the movie. It's a movie about fighting, mostly. I already made the posters. <laughs> and then I was like, when are you gonna shoot it? You know, when are you going to make it? She was like, oh, yeah, I mean, we, I don't have a director on board yet, but I am engaged to three people. One of them said no, but I'm engaged to three people, three people in my class, and one of them said no, but girls can get married in California, and on top of that, I'm going to marry a boy, and additionally, I don't know when we'll make the movie, but probably in the next three years. <laughs> what a pitch, am I right? I said, you're funded. I just, I don't have any money. But I turned to the table next to me. I was like, certainly you're all producers because it's Hollywood, you know? So um, she is making a movie and it's pretty exciting. She got crowdsourced. We kickstarted that right there and she's going to make a movie. Uh, so, God, what a good day you're meeting me on the day I, I reconnected with my best friend. Are you ready for the rest of a great show? would be I knew you would be hey this first gentleman hilarious dude he has a great he has a great show of his own uh, an awesome podcast that's called long shot the long shot podcast and I love it very much let's hear it right now for Mr. Sean Conroy guys give it up for Sean how did that just go for you, Sean? Uh, I felt good. I had yeah. fun. Yeah, it was a nice audience. I have not been up for a while. Yeah, because when you first... So I did your podcast. podcast was a couple months podcast. ago, yeah. And then when... I knew you did improv, because I actually... I don't know if you remember this, but yeah, I yeah, did Yeah, you did that, monologues. Yeah, you did monologues at ASCAT. At the ASCAT that you were in. And you were amazing. Oh, thank you. That night. It was such a fun... You were so good at improv, so I guess I thought that's what you did, because I'm so new here. I like mm -hmm. don't really know the... I'm a hybrid. Everybody's thing. How much time do you think you spend doing stand-up versus other stuff? Well, I do ASCAT two nights a week. Two nights a week. Every week? Yeah. Wow. And then... Which is the signature UCB show. For right. Those people that are listening. And 
I try to do stand-up as much as possible. In New York, I used to do, you know, two sets a night. Yeah. But that's a big commitment when you get out here two nights a week because it's a much more daytime-oriented place than New York. And, and way harder to get around yeah. to places because you have to drive, you have to park, you have to pay for parking sometimes. Right. It's, it's much harder. And then you also do this to your podcast. It's weekly, right? Well, it's Sporadic. it comes out weekly, but we sometimes record two episodes at a time just to sort of stack them so that we can release them over time. So, uh, in that case, I feel stoked that you came out tonight and we got to see a rare stage. Well, I have I have a uh, I have a real job now. Oh, what are you for doing for the first time in years? What are you doing? Well, this is not to brag, but I'm the head writer of a TV show. So, what my, is the TV show? Nothing. Can't. I well, let's just say it's on Adult Swim, so it's not. It's not that big of a deal, but it's it's great. No, Pretty it's great. sure Adult Swim is like a, one of those big deals. It's fun. It's fun. Well, all right. Um, well, so um, I'm working a lot and not going out as much at night, you know, because I'm just exhausted all the time. I'm sure. Well, thanks for being here tonight. And uh, can I plug uh, yeah, my please. album? Plug it. SeanConroy.com. You can download my album for free. From awesome. That. What's it called? It's called Pleasure Is My Business. Fantastic. This next dude could be here. He's done the show before. We love him so much. He also has his own show coming out on Comedy Central in the new year, which I'm really excited about, which is named after his great live show here in uh, Los Angeles called The Meltdown. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear right now from Mr. Kumel Nanjiani. Give it up for Kumel. Thanks for doing the show. How new is that stuff that you did tonight? Oh, it was all new. I'm uh, working it out right now. It's really great. There's more to it. I just gotta figure it out. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. well, I liked your new stuff a lot, and um, I could also kind of tell that it's new, not in like a because you still seemed really excited about it. Yeah, which is really fun when you like oh, can yeah. hear a comic, yeah, like discovering something or getting into something that yeah. they it's are like excited like, to talk about. Some of that is like second or third time I've done it, so uh, yeah, I'm excited, and I gotta figure it out the structure and the rhythm of it and everything, but. We feel pretty confident that at some point it'll be a done bit. Are you touring a lot right now, or are you mostly in L.A.? No, I haven't t- toured at all since, like, last year or so. Uh, and I actually hadn't been doing much stand-up, and then I emailed you last right. week. So last week I was like, oh, i got to start writing stand-up and doing it again, because I had a couple of weeks off last week, and this week I have off. So I was like, i got to write new stuff. Because you've been doing so much, like, acting and being in, in Portlandia, which, by the way, you're hilarious Oh, in. thank you. And then... Franklin and Bash? Is that even still... Please don't follow... It is still on, actually. It is on. Uh, It's the last episode right now. But, um, yeah, so I did that and a couple of other things. And so at a couple weeks, I was like, I got to work out new stuff. Is it hard to stay sharp on stuff when you're taking breaks like that? Or does it not affect you at this point? It does, but it only takes me a couple of shows to sort of get back. Not where I was when I'm super smooth, but to feel, like, comfortable enough. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, right, right when I start up again it feels a little like nerve wracking to do new stuff but now I'm like oh yeah new stuff exciting let's do it and I just had Jonah here last week so we talked a little bit about this but congratulations about your guys show oh, it's thank such a you. huge deal oh thank and you and like Very so excited. excellent that you guys are getting a chance to translate what has become a really amazing live show into a TV show yeah we're very excited we get to shoot it back there we get to do it the way we do 
the show always uh, super exciting. And that's not, and that's pretty rare for televised stand-up anyway, like that it would come from anywhere, as opposed to that it wouldn't just be like, this is a set in a theater that has your name projected in the back. Like, it's just a much more organic. And- yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what our pitch was, was we want to do a show that feels like you're actually there instead of, you know, smoke and yeah. cranes and super produced. So we just wanted to do it. In that space, keep the same vibe, and uh, you know, Comedy Central's going to let us do it. We're very excited. Well, everybody that is listening to this show, I'm sure, will watch that show. Thank you. There's a fight happening, or something. I don't know. Let's go break it up. Slash, uh, come back. I'll encourage it. You try and break it. Oh, are you? Ch- how is it going? Are you okay? Were you chatting? What's going on? But in a good way? Were you talking about how funny that was? Yeah. yeah? What was working for you guys the most? <laughs> I love this so much. When he was like, what did he say? What worked? He's... Yeah, you gotta, now you gotta tell us. It's okay. You don't have to do it word for word. It's just like topical or then like his angle on it or something. He was all... Yeah, he was like, I can make my own soap from a lot, because somebody had said that. And then he was like, that, you're crazy. You know, he kind of, but he didn't say it, but he, you know. Oh, I didn't mean to speak for you. Okay. What is it then? He said, he said that was a, a lame rap. Oh, a lame rap, yeah. Not the best, yeah, not the best rap. He's a good, he's a talented dude, right? I'm glad you liked it. Let's hear for this guy right here. You don't have to be ashamed of yourself for being excited about comedy. All of these people, they support, they were feeling the same way. They just, you just beat them to the punch. Each of them, they were not leaning over to say it, but they were, they were, they had, they had made a point in their minds. On the way home, they were going to be like, let's turn on the music for a second. Remember when he was like the rap thing? Remember? No, he was like, come in, he was like, and then that chick from the, she said the thing. And then right there, it wasn't even a pre-plan, unless that was an audience plan, in which case, how much money does that guy have to hire somebody just to be in the audience at UCB? Anyway, turn left here. So that was a perfect scene. I did train at the Second City Conservatory in Chicago. I don't know if you noticed at the end, I kind of referenced again that I was driving, and you knew that because of the directions. I know I didn't have my hands on the wheel. I was the passenger. Oh man, this next comic, I'm, I love him. I'm so excited that you guys get to see him tonight. He has an awesome show here in LA that's called The Tomorrow Show. And he is also like an LA legend, really. And also you might have heard his voice on Bob's Burgers or a bunch of other places. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Ron Lynch, guys. Give it up for Ron. And you have an anniversary, which you just talked about on stage. Eight years? Right, eight years. We're in our ninth year now. Um... And, and we have uh, yeah. that don't live in LA as well. So what? Tell me a little. We're bit getting about stuff online, show. and we've been talking about getting stuff oh, I don't online even mean that. forever. I mean, like the oh. tomorrow show. Like, tell me. Oh, what it is? The, yeah, what's the story? Um, well, the general show is like a variety show with a band, and then I'm hosting. Sometimes I have a guest host who is well known, so that I can draw people right. into. And it starts at uh, midnight. It starts which at midnight. It's crazy because you do get like you pack the place out. 
it goes up and down. Let me maybe be realistic oh, about maybe it. Maybe I was just there. On but a sometimes really, like, busy I'm day. in the lobby and I'm going, "Wow, there's only 20 people here." And then we'll go into the I'll go into the back, and by the band is done at like 12:15, the place is packed. So it's pretty fun. That's rad. People come late to a midnight show in LA, which is so hilarious to me. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's perfect. But our um, anniversary show we're starting at 11 because we used to start at 12 but then the show would go to like 4 o'clock because we had everybody on it everybody who's anybody in comedy that we love on the show is doing the show so theoretically everybody's doing a short set so that's this Saturday that's this Saturday August 17th people that are listening that aren't here tonight that do live in LA they can still come so right. go see that please do yes. Ron Lynch guys let's hear for Ron Lynch He is amazing. And we have a cool thing that's been happening. Uh, well, this is the second week it's happening, but I hope more of them happen. This is Eddie. He drew a cool thing, which is uh, he's been drawing these like promo posters for the show that are hilarious puns. And this is, uh, this is Iron Lynch. <laughs> and this is what's rad about him. He just, brings poster, he just brings two posters to the show, and Ron gets one, and then I get to give one to one of you guys. So it's like one of two rad posters... And uh, you could look at your lives. You know what I mean? Look at the dreams that you're having in your lives. Um, okay, so, so already I'm like feeling there's a couple people that I'm already noticing as kind of being deserving. I like your Jurassic Park t-shirt. Yeah. How did you go see it in 3D? Uh, yeah, it's really Wait, what? Is it still playing? What are you talking about? 3D like we were on the ride. Oh, you were on the ride at, you were on the Jurassic Park ride today. I like that your friend was like, no, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? You want the... Oh, you don't want... Oh, wow. The shirt. The sh- oh, oh, okay. I was like... I thought you were asking me to take off my... I felt really kind of weird about that, but I was like, all right, well, for a fan, you know. Um, one of two. You know, but there's two. I'm wearing two layers. Uh, one of two posters. One of two layers. I'm pretty smart. I'm good at my job. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I didn't realize this was going to be head-to-head action, but I kind of like what's going on here. Oh, yeah, Ron. You should probably be the judge of this, don't you think? If anybody should be this guy. All right. Nobody over here. Nobody. Whoa! All right. Uh, these, these two people right here seem to be, they seem to know each other already. Yes? Are you friends? But there's like a head... Okay, so you're to one of you's a liar, and I like that. You know what I mean? Because one said yes, one said no, so that means that there's a liar in the bunch, which is cool to any friendship. You know what I mean? You want that kind of wild card in the friendship. Um, did they say they like my act? Let's ask. Did uh, did you uh, did you like uh, Ron Lutch's act? Mediocre at best. Oh, all right. Uh, actually, just um, definitely not getting the poster. <laughs> Pretty weird way to try and... It's a fan... It's, a it's his uh, face, so... Where are you going to put that? I think you're going to... You can put it anywhere. I love it. It's suitable for framing. Can I promote my uh, anniversary show? Absolutely. Why don't... Here, I'll tell you what. Um, also, do you want to talk into a microphone? Here you go. No, I don't. Oh, all right. Uh, this Saturday is our eighth year anniversary at uh, the Tomorrow Show, and there's like 30 people on the show. Going to start at 11 instead of midnight. And it might go to three, but everybody's on it. Go online to find that out. I have lists on me, too, but I'm not going to give them to everybody. I only have two. So. But great. please come. You are great. Give it to us. Give, give him a 
never seen him before. Back to Cameron. Yeah, let's hear Ron Lynch one more time. Reggie Watts getting the poster also, which is really nice. You probably just know each other. You could have just gotten that. We're going to keep the show rolling. I don't mean to shame your dreams. I just feel like it was a weird time to not be earnest. So this is, we're just going to learn. We're, you know, we're all on a, we're all on a continuum. Our lives are, we're just evolving as people. We're getting better all the time. So when somebody turns to you and just says like, are you having a good day? And then you say like, I fucking don't want that thing I'm playing for. You know, I guess what I'm saying is like, you're in LA and I don't know when you're going to end up and the price is right or some other shit. And if somebody says like, well, do you want this showcase show? Is that a thing? I don't know. Would they say like, would you like this beach house, these cars? And that woman who somehow goes with it vaguely. You should just say with an open heart, absolutely. I love those two cars. That woman, she's not my type, but I'm open to it. That's right. There's a lot of... It's okay, but we don't need to shame him. You know, I don't know if he hates magic uh, or life, but I... You know, okay, great job. Uh, weird. That was like a distant... Because you're also so far back that I can't see you at all. So then that was just... What if that's their other friend? And they were like, we're going to sit two together. Then when she asks if we're friends, you say no, I'll say yes. You sit away! When she decides we're not doing well, one of us, but the other one's doing fine because of a great t-shirt, then I'll yell out, he doesn't like magic and lie! amazing. Uh, this gentleman right here, he's a new cast member on World's Dumbest on True TV, and I love him very much. Hilarious comic, Mr. Nate Craig. Guys, give it up for Nate. More, most audiences are like, what does he want us to do right now? You guys went for it. What's up, haters of magic and life? <laughs> Which one of you said that? Who said it? No, 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 but over the, the, the fucking, who said mediocre at best? That was you? You're a real motherfucker, dude. You're gonna do, you're gonna do very well in this town. I like doing that shit. Remember Good Game? Good, remember, you guys play youth sports? Remember Good Game, Good Game, Good Game, Good Game? Remember the kid that would go through the line, you suck, eat shit. You suck. Eat shit. You suck. Good game. Just kidding. Eat shit. That was not me. That was not, that was not me. That was not the child that I was. It is, however, the man that I've become. Somewhere along the line, I turned into a seven-year-old with poor sportsmanship. I kind of feel like that kid was just ahead of his time. But, like, he knew shit, you know? <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought it was all about soccer, you know? I just got to tell these kids they're good people, and then I get Rice Krispie treats. He didn't give a shit about that. He had been to the DMV. <laughs> he had had a roommate that loaded the dishwasher like some sort of domestic anarchist. <laughs> Silverware on the top rack? How would that ever in your life make sense to you? <laughs> ever in your life. There's a thing for silverware on the bottom rack. Only fits silverware, doesn't fit plates. How the fuck would silverware get into the top rack? Are you a caveman? Are you sprinkling silverware into the dishwasher? You suck, eat shit. He had, 
been on a blind date that asked if the turkey burgers were grass-fed. Yeah. Yeah, sugar, don't worry about it. All their turkeys are grass-fed. Yeah, and they got teeth. Yeah, these are donkey turkey burgers. They're actually kale-fed. They're kale-fed donkey turkey burgers. And their french fries are dolphin-safe. That was a real date. Blind date. Started awkward. Stayed awkward. This woman told me, 20 minutes in the day, we had just known each other 20 minutes. We had just got our salads, she says to me. In front of our salads. <laughs> she, says, she says, just so you know, we won't be having sex until the fifth date. I was like, easy. Settle down. Finish your niçoise salad. Let's negotiate this. First of all, how do you know? What a weird thing to say. How do you, are you telling me I could take you to five straight monster truck rallies and you're still going to have sex with me? Is that your system? Because I don't even like monster trucks. I just want to see how well you know yourself. I want to see this system at work. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. And then one more Sunday. And then you can stick things inside of me. Easy sugar. Uh, but I am a creep. I mean, she's not, like, totally off. I will send dick pics. Anybody here from New York? Please vote for Anthony Weiner next month in the Democratic primary. Please do that. He was my favorite politician before the dick pics. Now he's in my motherfucking Hall of Fame. I love this guy. I love this guy. I'm fine with dick pics. I really don't give a shit. I don't think it's creepy at all. I really don't. People are like, look, ladies... We're going to send you pictures of our cocks with our cell phones, okay? It's 2013. That's how it's done. We've always been dirtbags. Technology's not going to change that. It's just going to make it more interesting. Hop on board. People act like it's a new thing. It's, come on. It, it, look, yes, now we have pocket cybernetic walkie-talkie evidence machines. But if cell phones were around in the 50s, nobody would have any heroes The only difference between Joe DiMaggio and Tiger Woods is proof. That's the only difference. If cell phones were around in the 50s, they wouldn't have had to shoot JFK. They could have just hacked in the Marilyn Monroe's iPhone and put the pictures on CNN.com and he would have been... Yeah, I get it. There's a certain crass, base-level classlessness about it. I don't care because I don't take myself that seriously. And I like it. I just like it. People say, girls don't want to see pictures of your dick, bro. Easy dork. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe girls don't want to see pictures of my dick. Uh, thank God I'm looking for women. And women are fucking animals. I don't know if you've ever hung out with them, but women put dicks inside of them. So I'm sending my shit through outer space right into their pocket any chance I get. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said outer space. Outer fucking space. Is that nobody else's? Look, I really don't even care about sending naked pictures of myself. Sometimes I just want to bounce my nuts off a satellite every once in a while. I don't think that's a bad thing. That's the freedom afforded me in my cellular telephone contract. No, I'm pretty liberal. I, I do think that there's a liberal uh, bias in the media. I think that's clear. And you'll see it in small stories, like the women that got out of the basement in Cleveland... They escaped from that fucking maniac. 
Great story. Thank God they got out. But nobody's going to talk about this. Those women lived rent-free for a decade. <laughs> Liberal media is not going to talk about that. Liberal media has to have a bad guy. <laughs> guy that rescued him? Great guy, neighborhood guy. But he was wearing socks and sandals. He was wearing socks and sandals? None of us know that. Liberal media is not going to show that. You, you don't like McDonald's that much without wearing socks and sandals, okay? But the liberal media shoots them from the neck up, keeping us in the dark, just like those women in the basement. Good, good. That's where I wanted my set to go. Um, here's one story that I, don't, that I think we're getting too excited about. 3D printers. I'm going to say this right now. I think 3D printers is a bad idea. Uh, how about we just have a little, uh, we just have a little, let's remember where we currently are with printers. We're talking about printers. Can we make a 2D printer worth a fuck before we start upping the ante on, really? <laughs> you want to start handing over dimensions to the equipment that gets caught on crooked paper? That's really what you want to do? I, I, I've, had, I've had five printers in my life. Not one of them could handle my goddamn resume. And they're fussy, they're bitchy, they will make you do shit right when you need them the most. I don't trust a printer as far as I could throw a printer, and I've thrown every single printer that I've ever owned. <laughs> they don't go very far. It's a bad idea. They're going to print tchotchkes, and then they're going to print robots, and then they're going to print cartilage, and then they're going to print animals, and then they're going to print people. <laughs> and it's going to be a disaster. We should realize at animals, because some little girl is going to wish for a pony for her birthday... And her dad's going to be like, I could buy her a pony, or I could buy a 3D printer, I could print her a pony, and then have unlimited sandwiches for the rest of my life. And then you're going to have some 3D printer zombie pony stomping out a little girl at her quinceanera, and we're not going to realize what a bad idea this is until Hewlett Packard has to have a recall, which they're not going to do because they're Hewlett Packard, this is the company that gave you a printer that took a shit on your desk four days after the warranty was over. They don't give a shit about birthday girls. You thought the NRA was bad? Hewlett-Packard hates kids. Because kids don't print anything. Kids these days are all screens. Hewlett-Packard knows it. They're trying to take them out one birthday party at a time. And we weren't, we're not going to realize this until we got a bunch of pet cemetery zombie animals walking around the neighborhood, pissing in their own mouths and taking our little kids away. And then they're going to print people. And I have never been a bigot in my life, ladies and gentlemen, but I'll be goddamned if I drink from the same water fountain as a printer person. You do not come from parents. You come from machinery. Show me some ID. <laughs> Freezing up like Miss Utah in the public speaking competition. And the problem with education is that in the system of education, there is a, short a shortage of funding for education amongst people that re required education. Can somebody get Miss Photoshop 6530 some more ink, please? She's running out of sentences right in front of our faces. You guys have a lot of fun with the rest of the show. I've been Nate. Thank you very much. Ben, let's hear from everybody who saw the show. Oh, it has been a good one. And we are here every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, and you should check out the podcast because we do like interviews backstage, and we put that in there, and it's very fun to listen to. And also, if you rate and review it, then I get to feel very happy and full 
in my soul, and you want that for me. I know you do. I can see it in your Ron Lynch-loving eyes. Go Bulls. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your night. I'm Cameron Esposito. See you soon. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has yeah. crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.